Welcome to the Top of the Week. My name is Grace Stevens, and I'm here with my co-host, Deborah Murray. This week's stories focus on a story written for our climate issue that went out in January, focusing on climate change in Kentucky, as well as a sneak peek of a story in our upcoming March issue. All right, let's hop into our first story. Raging flash flood waters took 43 lives, countless homes, and businesses across eastern Kentucky and central Appalachia last July. This could be an example of climate change. Content editor Alexandria Anderson explored how Kentucky could be impacted by climate change in our most recent issue of The Herald. So Alexandria, what are some of the noticeable changes to Kentucky's climate that have occurred recently? So some of those more noticeable changes have been in more common or more frequent, unusually hot or unusually cold days. I spoke with the state climatologist and he said what we need to look for isn't necessarily more extreme temperatures, but an increase in the frequency of these extreme temperatures. He also mentioned the wetting of Kentucky, which is increased rainfall across the state and more frequent flooding events, as well as just in general, more intense weather events, as well as changing climate patterns that have to do with these extreme weather events, such as the tornadoes or the flooding that we've seen recently. So you mentioned a few different examples of climate change that we've been kind of seeing here in Bowling Green. What are some of the ways that like students and people locally can help protect Kentucky's climate? It seems like obviously climate's a huge issue. So some individual actions that we all do aren't necessarily going to make a huge difference, but it is kind of finding that balance between how we can go to our corporations and our government and try to increase the items that they take in control of climate change and the legislation that they produce that helps us make a safer climate. So for college students, specifically students on Western's campus, what are some ways that they can get involved? Some ways that students can help are those smaller things such as cutting meat out of your diet or just cutting meat out for a short amount of time or possibly carpooling more and just kind of increasing that energy efficiency on an individual level. And that can seem kind of difficult for a college student who may not have access to these environmentally friendly options. But when it comes down to it, any individual action that you're trying to do or trying to influence others to do can influence our climate, especially in a state like Kentucky, when not a lot of legislation has been passed when it comes to energy efficiency. So it's kind of the finding that balance between what you can do and what you can influence our corporations and government sources to do when it comes to climate change. But when it comes to organizations on campus, there are a lot of green and sustainable organizations that are looking to help students find these individual actions that they can do for climate change, such as the WKU Green Toppers, or just finding different events and clubs such as Earth Day events or other environmental science events that are occurring on campus, but there are many ways. Absolutely. That sounds wonderful. Well, thank you for your time, Alexandria. Yeah, thank you. So for our March issue, the focus is heavily on sex as it relates to college students, and my lovely co-host here, Grace Stevens, has her own story. Grace, do you want to tell us a little bit about what you've been working on? Yeah, absolutely. What I wanted to focus on was how people are able to find a way to express their sensuality and kind of feel comfortable in their own skin through, of all things, pole dancing. So here in Bowling Green, there actually is a studio called Tabooed Fitness and Dance, and it's run by Samantha McCormick, and it provides this alternative fitness. McCormick stated that it was 
more about being a safe space for people to really explore themselves and be comfortable in their own skin and kind of to peel away like the onion of like hiding themselves from others. So you reference pole dancing. What specifically do they teach at Taboo Studios? So at Taboo Dance and Fitness, they teach not only pole classes, but they also teach primal power yoga as well. So kind of referring back to McCormick, she kind of mentioned like they start from the inside out. So working on the mind so that you can work on your body. In addition to that, they also have some more fun classes. So they have heels and chair flow. They also have a class called Twerkaholics. But kind of what I talked about with some of the instructors there A lot of the people that go there are usually like older women who kind of lost touch with how they like want to express themselves. A lot of stigma around it is that like people say like you're you're too old to be sexy. So kind of what they like to focus on is like kind of disproving that statement and proving to people that no matter what age you are, you still can be sexy. What do you hope people get out of particularly with the photos, being able to see what people gain from Taboo Studios and whatnot? So I know a lot of people don't really know about Taboo Studios to begin with. They are kind of one of those hidden gems of Bowling Green, but with like my heavier focus on photos, I just want to show like how much fun these people are having. In some of the photos that you guys might see in the March issue, you usually see people smiling. They're having fun. They really enjoy like taking these classes and kind of building this community of like like-minded people that also like want to gain confidence and become comfortable in their bodies and feel sexy and express themselves so I really wanted to focus on photos just because like there's no better way to understand it than to see it to see like these smiles on these people's faces and the fun they're having that's wonderful Grace I look forward to seeing it in the upcoming March issue of the Herald Absolutely, and I hope everybody else enjoys it as well. Once again, thank you to our special guest, Alexandria Anderson, for talking to us today. And thank you all for tuning in for this week's Top of the Week. I'm Deborah Murray. And I'm Grace Stevens.